Hi, everybody. This is Jenny G. Perry, and you are listening to Goddess and Gab. I want to welcome one of my friends who was also my coach at one time, Jenny Burgess. Welcome, sweetie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So excited to be here. I know. And we are titling this podcast Jenny's and the Pussy Power, just like Josie and the Pussycats. So yeah. for some of you, they might be frightened of that word, um, but don't be scared. I feel like that word has now since the election has just like lost all of its power to hurt anyone anywhere, where we're just like, we embrace the word pussy. And if you don't, then look at your story around that word and, and like sit with it, right? So welcome, Jenny. I want you to tell my audience a little bit about you. So I am a body mentor, life coach. I am a, a lover, a seeker of truth. I am a powerful woman. I am an inspiration of confidence. I am a mother, a grandmother, uh, soon to be published author, um, a goddess. Uh, I, I celebrate women and their power. I do. I love women to be empowered. And to, this, to the place where they're empowered from themselves. And as we unite and empower other women and empower um, their, who they be, their choices, their sexuality, their, their businesses, their, you know, oh, that just, that lights me up. Mm. You have the sexiest voice and she is so sexy. Like if you, <laughs> if you've not seen her picture, then go find her. And we have so many similarities though, at times, like when we mm -hmm. jive with each other, where I'm just like, I, I really love her. Like I absolutely love her. And when you, when I saw your picture, when you were overweight mm -hmm. and then I'm like, we both have literally like re reinvented ourselves to be this, these women that are just like, yeah, this is how we're showing up. And if you can't feel sorry, like, we love you, but sorry, right? right. Like, yeah, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, that's like, that's, that's going to be my hashtag for like, when I turn 40 in a couple of days, because <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, because I, I love that saying, because it's like, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. And that's something that I want everybody who's listening before we go into some sexy talk is, um, is stop saying sorry. I am always conscious of the fact that women will say sorry. And mm -hmm. I, I pick it up with myself. Like I just said, literally said to my husband today, sorry about something. And then I was like, actually, I'm not sorry, but sorry. <laughs> because mm -hmm. it's such a weird energy. Like women apologize for being in their bigness. And I'm sitting with this right now. Like a lot of people who are listening to this podcast might think I'm always confident. But I wrote a post today about I am going to be in my bigness, okay, my big me, in every situation. Because I don't. I'm not. Sometimes when I get around certain people, I go small because it's just easy. It's my default. And knowing mm -hmm. what your default is, is very powerful because like I'm Jenny Licious online. And then sometimes if I'm around people that I've known for a long time and they'll bring up that side of me, I will shrink. And it's like, why the hell do you do that, girlfriend? But it's just because it's, I don't want anyone to feel bad in my business mm -hmm. and they don't have mm -hmm. to be so i'm going to be an example of this even though i'm ebbing and flowing with it jenny knows like i'm i try to be as authentic as possible where if you would meet me in real life you wouldn't think i was two separate people and i feel like jenny you are that too and we don't always see that with 
with everybody in our in our coaching community and it's no I'm, I'm not trying to throw shade on anybody everyone's doing their best but you and I both love that like real we love the real like you and right. I have had some really intense questions uh, questions intense conversations in our lives with each other about things that were like hard that we dealt with and everything and I love to have these kind of conscious friendships that's just like I love that so find yourself a Jenny. Maybe <laughs> 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 another Jenny because Jennies are great. They are just so fabulous. Okay, I did a voice. It's fine. I love um, that. So, <laughs> so, so Jenny, when we when we were talking before the podcast, she um, I wanted to talk about this one workshop that she went to, but I also wanted to talk about the clit because that was a beautiful thing, and we don't have to remember what the author is at some point. Somebody will figure out who it is, mm-hmm. and then. Um, and then just you just made so many great points before the podcast. I hope <laughs> that you remember them all because mm-hmm. yes. And also, I want you to tell them what you what you're called as a grandma because I'm totally going to be that. I'm a glamma. Love it. I'm a glamma because I'm 44. I have two grandkids, and my daughter is pregnant with her third. She's having with my third grandchild. Um, she's I have two grandsons, and I'm having a little granddaughter in September. And I love being a grandma. Like the age, like like how old I am grandkids none of that bothers me that's all beautiful I've no like I embrace all of that it's so great I'm a sexy grandma that's the but that's the thing is so the first point I wanted to make here is and everyone's not going to jive with what we're talking about and that's fine every wherever Mm -hmm. you're at is perfect for you but I feel like sexuality has come up so much and maybe it's just because I'm turning 40, but I don't think it is because I've seen other people in my, in, in like my Facebook world that have been talking about like what it means with this whole sexuality thing. Like sexuality is so sacred. It's not dirty. There should be no shame. Everybody should just chill with that. And I feel like we're trying to heal the sexual trauma and sexuality on the planet by being these women showing up in full power in all, in, not just in the boardroom, in the bedroom, but in their lives and with their emotions. And like, I literally today, when I was at this Mother's Day thing with my, with my oldest and youngest starter for dance, I almost wanted to go small again around these women. One girl sitting next to me I'd gone to high school with, other moms, you know, it's not that I want to impress them, but like, it's just, it's, I don't know, sometimes I can be so, like, such a dork, and so I little girls with their moms, and I was feeling all the love in the room, and I was like, these moms are such good moms, and it gave me the chills to be like, we are putting so much love out in the world, it's giving me the chills again, and I was like, I was like crying, and like, some of the moms are not crying, and I was like, I feel like I've tried to apologize for my emotions because I've always been a crier, not, not to manipulate others, but I just feel, I feel a lot Mm -hmm. and I'm not apologizing for it. That's part of being sexy too. It's like owning every single part of yourself completely. Oh, owning all those feelings, everything and being, you know, part of healing your own sexuality and your own sex is, it's not about like and opening that up. It's not about like, you know, talking about pussy on Facebook. It's not about, you know, having sex with a lot of people. It's about how you relate privately and individually to your own sex, to your genitals, to how you relate to sex, your feelings, your shame about it. It's an internal individual thing. We've grown up with so much shame around our bodies and our genitals and our sex and the pleasure and the joy and the desire of that. Mm-hmm. That it's, you know, 
that it's bad, it's wrong. But opening that up is an internal process with how you relate to it. What is your relationship with your pussy? What's your relationship with sex? That's what that sexual healing is about. Not about, you know, group orgies and openly talking yeah. about on Facebook. If that's not for you, cool. Like it's Ex Exactly. For some people, it's going to be vanilla sex. And right. for other women, it's like when I saw Fifty Shades of Grey, I, the second one, I was like, well, I told my husband he used to watch with me. I was so turned on. I was like, <gasps> and like in the past, I know that I would have judged that. Like, I don't know why, but I had this idea of like what a mom was. And so I have to tell you this funny story because <laughs> it's just too funny. So when I was younger, my mom gave me a book and it was like about like, you know, sexuality or whatever, like, you know, the grown up book. And she mm -hmm. was like, I agree with everything except for these two pages. <laughs> okay and so it was about masturbation so i got my peach candles i'll never forget they were shaped like peaches which now i'm just getting how funny that is <laughs> and i lit those candles and i was like i'm gonna do some discovery here and i actually it's just too funny because i'm like sorry mom for talking about this because my mom actually like she did nothing wrong it's just mm -hmm. like you know in in 1990 whatever 1991 mm -hmm. that's what you said and for me like I've always been a masturbator because to me that is, I think every woman should do that so she knows how to have an orgasm, what turns her on, and so that she has, she, so she doesn't look for the wrong men or boys or whatever, you know, depending if she's like a teenager and she's looking for the wrong boys because she's turned on. Like, I think masturbating is something that is an important part of being human. But again, not everyone is as sexual as I am. And there's people more sexual than me. And that's what me and Jenny had talked about before. And there's no, I just don't want to judge people for things. And I had a lot of judgment even with porn a couple of years ago because there is a dark side to that. And, and that's, that's an, that is a real thing. I mean, sexuality is, there's the light and the dark to it. And there's also within yourself a light and a dark. So when I say dark, it's not something that you're bad. It's like knowing when you need to check your ego and knowing when you're acting out of your wounds. Mm -hmm. So I want to I add a little bit to the, the masturbation because a lot of times people have uh, a lot of judgment about that. Or they mm -hmm. like that's a bad word or that's a bad thing. And really, if you look at, um, if you take, you know, masturbation is about self-pleasure. So if you take, you don't even have to climax at it. The climax when you self-pleasure you know we touch ourselves you know when we put lotion on we touch ourselves when we put when we shave our legs we touch ourselves um and if we can touch ourselves in a loving way down there it doesn't have to always be from somebody else i enjoy receiving that from somebody else mm -hmm. but what a kindness and you know we talk about self-love you know that is the kindness to touch myself you know in my on my genitals on my pussy in a loving way whether i come to climax or not whether i just being with myself and touching it in a very kind soft loving way is is a gift is beautiful it's healthy I don't, it is healthy and i don't rely upon someone else to give me that all the time and have an expectation that someone else does that if i'm not willing to be with myself in that way and give that to myself I completely agree. And you know what? Like you and I are such energy people. And so the energy of this, what I want you guys to understand, because some of you, I can feel like your brains are like, I don't know about this. Okay. Is that when you're in touch with your sexuality, you are at less risk for breast cancer, for any of the female cancers, because you're in touch with it. It's like, 
and and this uh, like I I do not think I'm weird in any way shape or form but to some people this is going to be weird but like talk to your body stay breast I love you thank you for everything that you've done I know I'd like you to be a little bit higher and we might get a surgery on that at some point but not because I don't love you I actually love you so much but you're causing me back pain <laughs> and then to say to your vagina like thank you so much for every and actually technically the vulva is the whole kit and caboodle I, you know the vagina is one aspect of it and since we're talking about that um, I also want you to talk about the thing about the clit and I know you don't have like the name of the book but I found it to be fascinating right so um, in the book pussy a reclamation by by uh, mama Gina she talks she quotes a different author and the author talks like the about your clit being like a little brain and it takes information from your uh, peripheral nervous system your cerebral cortex, your hypothalamus, your um, conscious and unconscious all the time. Like she's receiving all that information. And I believe that is a lot of where our intuition comes from, is from our clit. She's like a little brain. And we, you know, being able to connect with her is powerful. I'm buying this book for my birthday for myself <laughs> because I'm like, this is my present to myself. Because then you were telling me about the, like, the Japanese thing. Was that from the book? Because I was like... That was the book from the book too, yes. You blew my mind last week. I was just like, oh my God, let me process all this because I'm like, I'm like a, a kid in a candy store right now. I'm like, this is one of my favorite, my favorite topics in the world. One of my favorites is sex. When it's done in a conscious way. Right. And again, like being conscious. I was like... Just thinking about how much I love to talk about that. And it's not about, when you talk about it, you're, you, may, you may be turned on, but not in the way of what people think turned on is. And you want to talk about that. Like, I think you and I have a turned on life. Like, the flip, like, the switch was flipped. Right. The turned on life. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, uh, yesterday at the park, I had walked around, and I just was listening to this music. I was feeling so great. And I was feeling, like, just alive. I felt so great in my skin. I felt alive. And so I started dancing. I was in the park and I was dancing and all these geese started coming up. So geese are like, <laughs> are like are in pairs, right? There'd be two and then there'd be another two that go away and then there would be four. And there's all these geese that came up around me. And it was because I was turned on to life. I was lit up. Yeah. And that's oh my God. what turn on is. And the geese were feeling it and they came and they gathered and it was this magical moment. They could feel it. I love that. Uh, we're, and we're going to get back to the Japanese thing, but you just reminded me. Last night, so I had to um, I talked to my neighbor about something, and she was like, are you going down? To, we're going to go down to see the sunset, because where I live, there's beautiful sunsets, like, on the bay, and, like, mm -hmm. there's a marsh area. And I was like, no, I think I'm going to go home, and I should, like, be responsible and make sure that, like, the kids are doing their homework. My husband was home. And, um, and then she was like, like, she just was like, no, you should go down. So I got home and then I was like I'm actually I was like feeling called like the ocean will call me the sunsets will call me the moon will call me I'm I'm so in touch with nature and I, some people might not think I'm crunchy but I I feel the trees like I feel them oh, I feel the energy I feel the pulse of that talk to you. I yes. know uh, and flowers flowers literally will be like hey you I know you see me I know you I know you can hear me and I'll go and I'll appreciate them and they love And I was like, it was like pink and it was like, it actually is like, I was thinking about that. I was like, that's like vagina color. I was like, yes, it was pink. It was purple. It was so alive. And like, I love that my neighbors were like appreciating that at the same time where it's like, 
you know, I will always, I, I use this acronym, I mean, use this example with people is that when I'm coaching somebody, I get them to understand like whatever you want is fine because you're always going to want more. It's very Abraham Hicks, right? Because we're never done. You're always going to want more. Even if you're like, no, I'm not materialistic, whatever. It's, a, it's not a matter of that. You're always going to want one more sunset, one more orgasm, one more hug, one more smile. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so that's the thing. So when I went on my walk, I was literally like appreciating the money in my, in my bank account. I was appreciating the, the flowers. I was appreciating the sunset. I was appreciating all the noises. Like I feel like I, when you are lit up, the volume gets turned up where you feel things in such a way where it's like, it was, I was just like drinking all of this in. And I just said everything to God that I appreciated. I was like, I am so appreciative for my life. And it literally feels like I was so wide open in my heart to more, to receive more. And I said, I am open to receive more. It's safe to receive more. Because a lot of people, it's not safe for them to receive more because they're afraid. And they're afraid of what will happen when they receive that. And there's where that deservability comes up. Mm -hmm. So, but I want to go back because I, I don't want to forget your point about the Japanese thing. And then I want to make sure we make time for you to talk about that workshop. Because I was like, I didn't even know things like that existed. And, and I think it's like so beautiful for people to understand that there is healing that happens with sexuality that is really powerful. And there's some wonderful people doing wonderful things around this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, so which point do you want me to bring up? The, the, the Japanese thing I thought was interesting. I love how we're plugging her book. <laughs> it's so cool. And then you also have to talk about your book um, after you get through your points. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm trying to remember exactly what I talked about the Japanese, but like the the power of the the the, the pussy, the vulva, the push. I mean, if you look at the the word even pussy, I mean, it goes back you know hundreds and hundreds of years and even thousands of years. It's so powerful, and that's actually what it used to be called. You know, women used to, um, and there's there, there's even sacred ceremonies. Well, I would say sacred, but there's like traditional like ceremonies that happened even still in Japan to this day, you know, thousands of years ago, I wouldn't say thousands, but probably hundreds of years ago, maybe even a thousand, women used to flash their pussies at this, the ocean, and that would bring good luck for the men to be able to, when they were fishing, they used to flash their pussies at the, um, the crops and tell the crops to grow as high as their pussy. So like, that is such a powerful, like, thing like there is not another human being that has not been housed in the temple on the womb you know they talk about the body being a temple there is not a person alive that has not been housed in the temple of a woman and that's been birthed out through her womb and throughout that that the altar of a woman's pussy what a mm -hmm. beautiful gorgeous thing that we put mm -hmm. so much shame around the blood the smell the hair oh my gosh what a sacred, beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And it's, and, and I think the power of that scares some men. And what I want them to understand is that like, we don't want to take over the world and like men become second, second class citizens like they are in other parts of the world. That would be the last thing we would do. And I was thinking about that too. When I was driving today, I was like, the power of mothers is like, there's just, it gives me the chill to think about. And, and I know some people have shitty moms, so I'm sorry if you do, but like being a mom, it's like, it's like a force that connects us to the divine feminine. It connects us to Mother Gaia, and, you know, like to Mother Earth Gaia. But also, like, I had such a sacred relationship with Mother Mary when I was a child. Like, she felt like something I was, like, really in touch with more than Jesus because I don't know, just being raised Catholic, there was so much adoration. I know that's a controversial topic for some people, but, like, to me, 
I've said it a million times. God is like flavors of ice cream. I don't care what flavor you like. It's just all the same. But But so um, let's talk about um, the workshop that you went to. And then at the end, I want you to talk about, um, you know, your book coming up and how people can find you. Okay. So the workshop that I went to um, in December uh, was an orgasmic meditation uh, workshop. An orgasmic meditation is a sexual stimulation practice. And, um, and the sexual stimulation practice has begun on, I don't know, there's lots of different places that you can find it. Um, Morehouse University um, in, I believe they're in California or New York. Um, you know, they started with the sexual stimulation practice about 40 35, 40 years ago. Um, and so the, the, the orgasmic meditation I went to is through a company called One Taste. An orgasmic meditation is a sexual stimulation practice of 15 minutes where uh, your partner, typically a, you know, your, your, uh, a man, will stimulate the left side of the clip for 15 minutes. And it's a very structured practice where you go through the same steps every single time. And it's a goal of practice, meaning like the whole point of the practice is for you to be able to be in your body and to go through the sensations in your body. It's not to get to the top of the orgasm, which would be climax, and to go over. You can, but that's not the goal. The goal, most of us are so on our head when it comes to sex, you know, that we're trying to get somewhere, or you know, we're trying to get to pleasure, we're trying to, but to be able to be in your body. And when you're in your body and you practice that, you're able to ride the peak of sensation. There's peak after peak after peak. And being able to be in your body, there's so much that relates, you know, how we relate to one thing is how we relate to everything because that's how we're relating to the world. And so there's so much healing that goes on in the brain from the sexual stimulation. In fact, they were on the Today Show um, about, I want to say six or seven weeks ago, and they're actually doing studies now on, on, you know, they have people that that they have, you know, electrodes hooked up to their brain. So they're doing studies to show how that sexual stimulation can help people get up antidepressants and all the healing that it does for people. So they actually can bring it into the medical field and have doctors actually prescribe sexual stimulation because it's so powerful in healing and especially how much sexual abuse that people you know are healing from you know on the planet that's just i i love that i love when things are reevaluated, like the way we were doing things like oh is there something more that we need to add is, is there a different angle that we need to comment that you know comment this at um so i, th- I just think that's like mind-blowing and beautiful and for some people this is going to be like brand new information that they have to process but allow the shame to wiggle loose is what I would say mm-hmm. and allow yourself to um, get in touch with that part of your body and and when the judgment comes up that's that's a lot of inner child work and so for you to just be like we're safe we're safe it's safe to do this we love ourselves and um, think that's so beautiful so tell me definitely tell me about this book and your chapter so um the name of the book is called Breast Easy. It'll be out in about three weeks or less. Um, and my chapter is called Vaginny. And my chapter is all about my relationship with my vagina and how it started out as a child with such curiosity and how there was so, and then it went to a lot of shame and so much disconnect. Like when I started my period, when I started getting older and I was supposed to cover it up, not let anybody see it. I was not supposed to touch it. I was supposed to keep it clean and 
make sure that it didn't smell. And um, there was such a disconnect. And where I'm at with it now, and I actually have love for her now. I, you know, for most women, you know, our orgasm and, you know, our vagina and pussy, that's all, you know, you can see the top of it when you look in the mirror naked, and most women don't. But I've done a practice where I've actually taken mirror, like a close-up mirror, and I look mm -hmm. at her and I spend time with her, you know. For men, they have a different relationship. They, you know, they find their their penis when they're little with their hands and and it's 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 all you know everything gets erect and they see it all out there for women we don't see all that we gotta get a mirror and look down there and as I changed my relationship with her oh my gosh like I didn't realize that I didn't have love for her that I was angry at her that I hated her that I you know that I had shame there. Mm. and that's opened up so much love in my body for myself as I love that part of me. And you know what? I love what you're saying, but I just have to give like a little kid here because I like, you know, when like you reflect upon something from the past, I like feel like there's something about the 40s, okay? That like as I'm knocking on the door of 40, I've like, I feel like it's been a rite of passage that I've gone through and like this transformation that I mean, I'm, I even manifested some like physical pain because I feel like I'm being like rebuilt. Like, and we'll talk about the Kundalini, Kundalini awakening too. But the whole like mirror, you know, in front of your vagina. I feel like I heard that in the past and I was like, that is so weird and cheesy. And like, I can't even imagine like, that's so waxy, you know, like when I was in my twenties, because you don't get it. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's a different vagina <laughs> that time. You don't understand it. You don't understand like you don't even understand the embracing your whole self, what that would even look like. Cause you're like, Oh, I like myself. It's fine. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that was funny because for some people, they might be hearing this and it's, and they're not there yet, but they'll remember it. Right. Right. And even with the whole, you know, orgasmic meditation, I remember hearing about it at about three years ago. And I'm like, that is just, I'm like, I, I serious, no way. And then it came back into my space last Ju July. And so I started like asking questions and studying it and it still felt really weird, but I was more open to it. So some of those things can take time and that's okay. But just be willing to kind of like step into it, look at it, ask some questions a little bit. And so when you go there though, you like, you have like strangers, you know, like somebody new to you, um, touch you and that's where you like, you practice it, right? That's right, so, right, right. So people go uh, can go to theirs with a partner, and a lot of times, um, Nicole Dayadone is the founder of One Taste. She has a book called Slow Sex, which talks about orgasmic meditation, and you can do it with your partner. So it doesn't have to be with a stranger. Mm -hmm. I yeah. happen to not have you know been in a relationship at that time, so I didn't have a partner. So everybody that went to this, you know, people that went to this workshop. I mean, there was a couple there that had been married forty five years. That is so cool. The most beautiful thing. So there was, there was couples, there were single people there. And so I was single. And so I did have, you know, people ask you if you'd like to own, it's not a yes or no. You know, you can say yes, you can say no. Uh, if someone asked you to own, which is mm -hmm. own is the orgasmic meditation. And so, yeah, you do have, you know, for me, I did have a stranger that, um, that asked me and I said, yes. And you know, there's a little, they call it a little nest on the floor and how they have it set up. So you're really comfortable so that you have, um, you know, pedals and things under, under your legs for you to be able to, to be able to receive. And it's really all about receiving as well. 
I love that so much. And so you own when you're doing it? Is that what you do? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's called OM. OM is short for orgasmic meditation. Totally going to do this, people. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to somebody that I want to have on my podcast at some point. Um, Pamela Madsen. She does. She does a lot of work around this, and she um, and she blows my mind because she's she's older and she calls herself like not robust, but I can't remember what it's called, Rubenesque or something like that. Like she's not she's not a size two. Is all I'm going to say. And she's so intersexuality, and she facilitates workshops. And so I just want to give you know, Mama Gina and Pamela, like thank you for doing this work for women that are like new to this, like being really out there and loud with your sexuality in a way that's in the way that is healing to others. Like, you know, when women will come to me and say, because you did this, I was able to do that. Like that, that like makes my heart explode. And even, I mean, even just me taking selfies over the years, women have said that to me. And so if I can like light the way for a, a woman, that's what I feel like. I don't ever want to be put up on a pedestal, and Pamela just talked about this the other day, because I'll fall off, because I'm human, and so, um, and I don't, I don't even like perfect anything, because perfect anything just makes me want to run the other way, but mm -hmm. I feel like I've always, like, I feel like a trailblazer in my own way, and I also feel like I'm a, a torch bearer, and so um, we're all in the cave together, okay, but like my group of people that I'm holding the torch with, I'm right there with you. I'm just one step ahead. That's it. That's all I am. And I'm willing to go into uncharted territory holding the light. And that's mm -hmm. what I feel like. Um, that's what I feel like I do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But rather well, than I, like being an expert type of thing. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and we talk about, you know, you talk about lighting the torch, lighting the way. You know, everything is so much preached. You know, self-love, love yourself. Part of loving yourself is expressing that you're beautiful. You know, mm. saying that you're beautiful. You know, we talk about self-love, but, but don't tell anybody if you love yourself. Be humble about it. We don't want to. I actually be, hate that word. I hate right? that word, humble. You know, mm -hmm. you don't want to be, like, too big about it. You know, you don't want people to think that you're absolutely, you, you know, it, whatever they want to think, that's, that, that is their process. That is their stuff. But, like, mm -hmm. loving yourself, to me, looks like that expression of beauty, that sexuality, that being so comfortable with it that I am comfortable being beautiful, being sexy, being turned on with my own life, and having other people think that I am beautiful and sexy. I receive that. I love that. And, and I, I, I know I'm beautiful. And it's one of those things that, like, I think every woman's beautiful, and if I can't find it in her, then I'm doing something wrong, right? Because I can always appreciate something. And I know I'm beautiful by standards in this culture, but that's where like you can't be attached to anything because like in some other world, I'm not attractive, but in this world, I am. And part of that is good genes also. And the other part is knowing how to like style yourself, like knowing how like your eyelashes are beautiful and like, you know, my red hair that I paid for is beautiful. And so it's like, it's a two for one right there, but I also, the third part of it is that because I use my, my sex appeal and I use my confidence, that is sexy. But I think that for me, like what's super sexy about you and super sexy about myself is that we're very kind people. And I find that to be very, very big turn on. Like if someone's a good person, it's like such a different change, you know, you know, when you're getting older where you're like, not the bad boy. You want the guy who's like, who's like kind and holds the door for strangers. But that's the truth. Right. Absolutely. Yes. So that's I want truth. 
so I wanted to just touch upon, because I don't know enough research about this, so I, should, I shouldn't talk about it, but I don't give a shit because I break rules. But this Kundalini Awakening, I don't know why I felt called to ask for it, but I wanted to feel like a fully actualized goddess in my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so what do you feel about this? Like I feel like this rebirth within myself that's happening and it's connected to this Kundalini awakening. And I'm going to do more research on it, but I'm trying to just like, I'm trying to get my own awareness versus someone else's awareness around it. Mm-hmm. So my, my, my awareness when you say that of Kundalini energy is just opening up your own sexuality to yourself. You know, I talked about before your relationship to that sex, to your sex, to your genitals, to, that's all in your body. You know, you talked about talking to your body. Um, everything is energy. Everything mm. has a, a, a wave frequency. You know, that's why trees do everything does, you know, through science. We know, we know this as a fact. There's a frequency, mm. there's a sound wave, there's an energetic, you know, the energetic sound wave. And so the Kundalini energy awakening is for you to awaken that which is in yourself, that mm. which is alive, that which is vibrant, that which is powerful, that which is beautiful and kind mm. of, you know, letting go and op- almost like a flower, opening that up within you and letting it bloom to where we've got it closed, to where there's shame or there's stories and beliefs that we have around it. So, mm-hmm. where, you know, you look at a flower that's bloomed and it's beautiful, it's gorgeous. Yes. You know, there, there's no judgment around that. And that, for me, that Kundalini awakening is that opening and that awakening to what's inside of you. It's already there, it's just opening up and blooming. And, and another layer of that that I would say, I love everything that you said, and um, is that being vulnerable with yourself. Like I share with Jenny, I'm not going to share with you guys because I, to be authentic, I really don't have to tell the whole world all my business, but um, I, I shared an aha that I got with Jenny that was like two core fears that came up today out of nowhere. And, and I'm doing healing around those two things right now. That's why I don't like to talk about something if I'm in the heat of it. I like to talk about it after when I have like my awareness and wisdom. If not, I'll be triggered by what people say. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's like so funny to observe yourself. And being vulnerable with yourself means like I can sit with myself and be like, you're safe. Like you have so many fears that you've always had since you were a kid. And that's where anxiety comes in and you know all of that. And I'm like, you're safe. You're always safe. And you know like God's always taking care of you no matter what happens. And life scares the shit out of me. Like, I'm not, like, people have called me fearless, and I'm like, ha, 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 like, that's so, fu- so funny. But it's, in truth, like, it's okay. And this is where I want to touch upon the self-love thing that you talked about again, is that, like, I was, like, total positive person for the longest time. Like, the people probably wanted to, like, choke me because it was, like, too happy. And I was, like, all about the law of attraction. And then what happened was... And this is where people like to use the word humble. I don't like it. Look it up, the definition of it. I'm not a fan. But mm-hmm. what happened would be, if you'd call it a humbling experience, is that like life kicked my ass. And I felt like beaten down. And, you know, some things happen in the past couple of years. And I, that's where like the real shit, it comes up. And I'll, I'll even volunteer stuff that I'm going through with my clients because I want them to feel safe. And I feel this is one of the reasons why I didn't like therapy as much as I liked coaching is that ebb and flow back and forth so I can break that barrier. Like, okay, my heart's open. I'm sharing this with you. And see, it's safe to be vulnerable. And so it's like this, it's not, I'm not going to be all sunshine and rainbows. I literally said fuck you to a guy on one of my live streams. And I was like, oh, because he was telling me to stop talking. And I was like, trigger, trigger. And I'm like, 
I, I didn't come here for you, bro. Like you came onto my thing. And, and some of that to some people is like, oh, she's changed. Why is she being like that? That's a goddess. Goddesses are not unicorns and rainbows all the friggin' time because there's some shit in the world that's not good. And so if you're a goddess, it's going to, it's going to be all different flavors. And then for some people, they want to be with their head in the sand. And some days I do. And sometimes I do. Um, but that goddess energy is going to be different for everyone. But it, right. it's, it's about owning every part of yourself and not trying to stifle or repress or resist or avoid or else it's going to keep coming back. Right. We're the full range of the emotions. All of that. Love, so big. Sexuality, so big. And as far as passion and sometimes the fear are those as that big as well. You know, but being vulnerable is being able to look at the places that scare you, being able to look at that fear, being able to sit with it, to ask questions, to move through it, you know, being able mm. to go to the places that scare you. you know, exactly. There is no place where there's not places that I have. I have places that scare me. I have moments of insecurity. Absolutely. I'm the full spectrum of that. Mm. Yes, exactly. And, and, and don't fear your emotions because that's part of like, I, I literally, I just got an aha as you were talking is that like you and I both have a superpower that other people have, but they don't realize it. And to be a very emotional person, to be that in tune with yourself. And so like, it's kind of that wear your heart on your sleeve type of vibe to some people, people tell them in their lives, like, don't be so sensitive. If I had a nickel for every time that happened and I am sensitive. I'm very, my feelings can get hurt like a mofo. They get hurt so much less now because I just know that I really shouldn't take things so personally and that other people have their own shit going on. And so that's where I'm grateful for the stuff that happened to me in the past couple of years because my compassion bloomed, my perspective bloomed. Like I'm still learning the lessons from that, not learning them, integrating them. And like I just have, like it's, it, it gave me this feeling that sometimes I wish I could hug the earth, like the, the whole world, because I know how much hurt there is out there. And, um, so I don't know, I just wanted to say like, sometimes you got, you got to really get to the place where you accept what happened and you tell a different story. So this story I'm telling you now is one of that, like, you know what? It sucked, but like, here's what I learned from it. <laughs> right. That's, that's sometimes that's what it is. So it's not about like, it's not about downplaying or trying to make yourself think that it was okay. Cause sometimes things will suck in life. They just will, but that's okay. But all this self-love practice, I want everybody to integrate. Everything that we said, sit with it, listen to it again, get these books that we talked about, get the book, you know, get the book that Jenny's coming out with. And then Jenny, tell them how they can get in touch with you. And then we're going to wrap up. Okay. So there's a couple ways they can get in touch with me. I have a Facebook page called Talking Bodies. They also go on my personal page, which is Jenny Griffith Burgess. Um, reach out to me through Facebook Messenger, you know, post something on my timeline, friend me, say hello, let's connect. Um, I want to hear from you. I want to hear about you. And also, you can find out about her podcast as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. Also, you can find out about, about my podcast, um, The Girl Talk Show. Um, I have a podcast that I'm on. And, um, and I'll be posting on my, uh, my Facebook page um, when my book is coming out. Um, I, uh, I'm contributing author in the book. So, um, yeah, let's connect. And this is what's so cool. Okay, this is, this is what I love, is that, I, I just, I was getting uh, another um, aha where I was like, we, both you and I have coached each other. And I think that's so cool. That's what real life coaches do is they get coaching. And so I can say to you guys, she's such an awesome coach. Now that's what self-love is. I'm not going to come on here and be like, 
um, oh, I don't want her to promote herself because then I might not get clients. Like that's, I live in an abundant universe. So there's some people that are going to be more lit up by Jenny that, that are not as lit up as me. It has nothing to do with me or my value. And isn't that so cool when you can be in that zone where Absolutely. like, where I want the same for you that I want for myself. And that's where like, I just don't do competition. And it's like something that's perplexed me for the longest time. In, in like, should I, shouldn't I, like, should I, like, or exploring what that even means in a healthy way, but I'm just, I, I want everyone to win. I'm the person who's like, everyone gets a trophy. I was like, think about Oprah, like, everyone gets a car, everyone gets an orgasm. Yeah, everybody wins. <laughs> exactly. I know, we're just going to wave a wand. Everyone gets an orgasm today, but that's up to you. That is up to you. You are responsible for your own energy and your own orgasms. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. But, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to end on that because we could talk about this. And I think we might need to have a part two because I feel like after we talk, we're both going to be like, or after this ends, we're both going to be like, oh, shit, we should have talked about that. Right, or like, yeah, but, right? Yeah, totally part two, yes. Exactly. Okay, I think I think we just have to have that. Okay, yeah. so everyone, this is Jenny G. Perry, and you are listening to Goddess and Gab. And if you want to find out anything about me, you can go to my website, JennyGPerry.com, or find me on Facebook and all the different social medias, Jenny G. Perry. All right, love you guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.